We've all got old stuff that we should toss, but an old 401k? Make sure it keeps working for you. A Fidelity Rollover IRA has no account fees or minimums to open. An easy-to-follow rollover process makes it simple to get started in under 15 minutes. Plus, you'll have access to a rollover specialist. Whether you've switched jobs or are just organizing your finances, learn more at fidelity.com slash rollover. Consider all your options and the applicable fees and features of each before moving your retirement assets. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number three of the early line on this Thursday starts right here, right now, all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside. We've done two hours of this show, one final hour up until 11 a.m. Eastern time. And even in the previous two hours, after a wild 24-hour news cycle around the sports landscape, I'm still spinning a little bit with all the news we have received in the coaching carousel in the NFL and college football football in the last 24 hours yesterday it was the first stunner in Seattle Donnie Pete Carroll after 14 seasons as the Seahawks head coach is out as the head man in the Pacific Northwest then the stunner of all stunners Nick Saban retiring after 17 years in Tuscaloosa as Alabama's head coach and then one that was expected but still shocking when it actually comes to fruition Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots mutually agreeing to part ways this morning after 24 NFL seasons together. What a wild ride it has been the last 24 hours here on the early line and really in the sports landscape. Yeah, one of those polls that you would look at maybe at the beginning of the year, like who's more likely to move on from their coaching position? Like, "Ah, I don't know, maybe one of those. No, all three happened within a 24-hour span, which is incredible stuff, which leaves a lot of question marks as well. Who's going to take over for Bill Belichick? Is it an in-house guy? Is Mike Frabel now become the man that's going to come back there as the Patriot way inside the building? Nick Saban has been an institution at Alabama. Where do they move? And also, what is going to be the layover from that? Will they get a fantastic head coach? Can they keep the recruits and also what is going to take place in the upcoming seasons where the expectation in Alabama is national championships not just making the college football playoff as we welcome in the radio audience you're watching and listening live to the early on Thursday morning edition Donnie Wrightside, Ben Stevens Sirius XM channel 159 and then of course with Pete Carroll coming in with about 25% of the votes where he is going to go if he is going anywhere or if he just gives that semi-retirement here and heads off into the front office as a consultant for the Seattle Seahawks yeah. but it's wild in this 20 24-hour structure and basically too it's not just 24 hours like this news broke here about bill belichick being separated from the patriots moments before we went on the air so these are stuff that we're reacting to in real time it's fun to see where they go and also over the next 24 to 48 hours a lot of these answers will already be filled in on where these organizations go 
where these organizations go what is next for Bill Belichick he has a desire to continue coaching we'll see if Pete Carroll does the same 72 years old now in an advisory role with the Seattle organization Nick Saban for the moment is retiring from the sport for good 72 years old 28 years as a head coach in college football nobody in the long and illustrious history of the sport since the modern era has been underway since the AP poll was released in the late 1930s has won more national championships as a head coach than Nick Saban. Seven national titles, six in Tuscaloosa, one in Baton Rouge with the LSU Tigers. And Nick Saban, wherever he went, Toledo, Michigan State, LSU, Alabama, was a staple of continued high-level success dominance in college football as well and Donnie it's one of the weird things about what we do here looking back on the time that these guys have served in their respective positions with their current organizations and what it meant the history that was made together we're talking about Pete Carroll the shortest tenured head coach at his respective spot that he is now leaving 14 years is the shortest tenure Nick Saban 17 years in Tuscaloosa and Bill Belichick nearly two and a half decades 24 seasons in Foxborough so it is an end of an era in every one of the spots so it's what these teams and programs will do moving forward for who that next head coach is that has to fill very lofty shoes it's also looking back and reflecting on the time that was a celebration of Nick Saban who is now it seems done as a head coach in college football we look back on 24 years in New England for Bill Belichick but he still has more history to write only 14 wins behind Don Shula who has 347 333 for Bill Belichick to become the winningest all-time head coach in the history of the NFL and although he's an advisor at this moment you look at Pete Carroll in his press conference the most youthful 72 year old the world has probably ever seen I'm not so sure he's done coaching in the National Football League or somewhere Donnie as he keeps it rolling throughout his football career no, it certainly will. I brought up the joke yesterday on radio on Moneyline. Like, usually, like, you know, when you're with an organization or for an uh, institution or a corporation for, let's just say, 15 to 20 years, you get the retirement. They give you the nice little gold watch, right, with the engraving on the back. Thanks for your 25 years of service. Enjoy retirement. Pete Carroll's going to get those air monarchs here in gold and given to him as he goes on a present here away from the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know where he's going at this point, but I did bring up some options for him that I think that would make some sense just to help rebuild an organization or even even not even that so much like he's going to go to the front office of Seattle which again is a nice way of saying like hey Pete love you here hang around you know put your input in but maybe he is a front office guy somewhere else around the league where he can actually help and guide that franchise in a new direction help with the coaching searches help with the assistant coaches maybe talking to free agents here there's a lot he can still offer up because you're right this wasn't like hey you know what I told you I was coming back yesterday. Then 24 hours later, I had to rethink this. Like, I don't know if I have the energy to do this. I'd rather spend some time with the grandkids. And you get those stories here. But what we were hearing from him was, look, I'm not done yet. So basically, if anybody wants an interview or a job, I'm up for it. And I got a lot of energy and a lot still to give here in my NFL career. Yeah. So that's an interesting one to see where that one pans out. But I, I, I love this because, again, the coaching wheels, it's, it's, this isn't the hot stove in Major League Baseball. Hey, where's this top free agent going to go? It's going to take three months. Bill Belichick. 
Belichick is probably going to be signed, sealed, and delivered by the end of this weekend. Nick Saban's going to have yeah. news of what where he's going to go in the broadcasting field. Pete Carroll might take a little bit more time because I'm not so sure he's going to be another head coach, but that's the great thing about it. Time moves yep. fast in professional sports, and we'll get a lot of these answered quickly here, Ben. Eight head coaching vacancies in the National Football League. As for Alabama, the Crimson Tide, it has been reported, wants to have their next head coach in place in the next 72 hours. Things move very quickly in college football. You want to retain your roster, keep them out of the transfer portal, keep those new recruits in commits that you had signed just earlier this month as a part, well, actually back in December now, but just a few weeks ago as a part of your football program. Seismic shoes to fill in Tuscaloosa after 17 years and six national championships led by Nick Saban. And Donnie, we talked about Bill Belichick's future yesterday on the show. We mentioned the timeline, when it would happen. You said by end of day Friday, and sure enough, it happens yeah. on this Thursday morning. Part of the conversation we had was Bill Belichick, not just the head coach, but the general manager. And where that really went awry in New England, some of the front office his decisions that Belichick had made had plagued this New England franchise after Tom Brady left for Tampa Bay. I hope for Bill's sake because he's still one of the great football minds we've ever seen in this sport regardless of level. I hope that wherever he goes next probably will have a say in front office decisions but he focuses solely on being a head coach once again. So much football conversation coming your way with Mike Blue up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's that time again. Time to start thinking taxes. But this tax smart move for 2023 could make it less painful. Open and fund a Fidelity IRA before the tax deadline. You could reduce your taxable income in a traditional IRA or get tax-free withdrawals in retirement with a Roth IRA. Plus, there are no account fees or minimums to open an account. Get started at fidelity.com IRA. No account fees or minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day, and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. 
Let's get you NFL playoff ready. Live right here on this Thursday morning, just two days out from the start of the NFL postseason on the early line. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside. And joining us live from Phoenix, Arizona, scouting the site of last year's Super Bowl to get you ready for Super Bowl 58, it is Mike Blewett here on this Thursday morning on the early line. Blue, before we get into the postseason, around the National Football League, of course, the last 24 hours have been chaotic and dramatic in the coaching carousel. We focus on the NFL. Early this morning, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots parting ways after 24 seasons together. And then yesterday afternoon, Seattle letting go of Pete Carroll as its head coach. He transitions to an advisory role within the organization, but no longer the head man in the Pacific Northwest. What was your main takeaway, Blewett, from all the news we have seen in the last 24 hours? I think the Belichick thing, and I've been watching a lot of coverage on it, as have all of us, and I, I think the Belichick thing is a shock to the system, but I don't think it's an outright surprise. There's been a lot of discussion about it recently. Both of these coaches, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, are in their 70s. At some point, all good things must come to an end. So it seems as if there is a very short but real that the Patriots have with Gerard Mayo and former players and Mike Vrabel and former executive and Brian Flores and coach from Brian Flores. I, I think that's a real list for Belichick. Obviously what he has done and winning championships is unmatched. I will be curious to see if he does go after these jobs where people are rumoring him to go like Atlanta, like the chargers. Uh, it doesn't feel like a fit, uh, but that's probably only because we've seen Bill Belichick wearing Patriots gear for, gear for the last 24 seasons. Yeah, shocking moves for sure yesterday in the NFL and college football coaching ranks, but maybe another shock to the system for the AFC for you here, Mike Blewett. Those Pittsburgh Steelers hit at a 60-1 to price here to win the AFC. Why? Because they actually made the playoffs with a little bit of help from the Tennessee Titans last week. If we are buying right now in the AFC, what's an odds market you're looking to dip into? Is it the Cleveland Browns? Is it mm. your Pittsburgh Steelers? Or is it the chalk in the Baltimore Ravens for you, Mike? I think it's going to be really hard for me to look outside of the chalk. I think you know, anytime you have the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes at five to one or more, I think you, it's an interesting price that you're going to take a look at. But I think there's what we've really learned in the AFC is that these teams, as much as as tough as we thought the AFC was, and it was tough, especially down to the end, it was as I've said before on this show, is because we started finding a lot of flaws in these teams. The only team really that has gone somewhat flawless through this season, especially towards the end of the season, was the Baltimore Ravens. And even they lost a game last week in which they rested all of their key players. So I think it's a Ravens-Bills are the two markets you're really looking at, but it doesn't mean we don't have some exciting games this weekend. And in fact, I, I like the Texans to win it outright over Cleveland mm. on Saturday afternoon. So uh, I think some of the long shots in the AFC are just too difficult. Steelers missing their best player. Miami very banged up. Um, I, I just I think it's going to be a little tougher to dive deep in either of the conferences this season.
So at least outright chalk in two of the three playoff matchups in the AFC this weekend, but maybe Houston as a home underdog holding serve in H-Town. Same question, Blue, but to the NFC. The Lions, a three-point favorite. The Cowboys north of a touchdown, and the Eagles, a three-point road favorite on the road in Tampa. What is the most intriguing matchup in your estimation on the NFC side of things? A lot of intrigue, I think, in the NFC this weekend specifically. We have a Philly team that uh, came inches away, basically, from winning the Super Bowl last year, and they've fallen apart, and they're at risk now at Tampa. Tampa team that maybe doesn't wow anybody, that, but they played solid football and, and earned their way into the playoffs. Eagles falling apart. Lots of talk of coaching strife. There's references this morning on coverage as to could that be a possible landing spot if the Eagles dump out of the playoffs? Is that a possible landing spot for one of the big name head coaches like Bill Belichick? So, uh, what I but the other two matchups are even more intriguing. Matt Stafford and Jared Goff facing off against one another. I think that would be too much to bear if Matt Stafford comes into Detroit and beats them in their first home playoff game in three decades. Uh, I think it'd be tough for them to bear, but I really do think that the Rangers, a, a young team, obviously. And then the Green Bay Packers, the youngest team ever to make the NFL playoffs, have a quarterback that is now even hotter than Dak Prescott. 18 touchdowns to one interception for since week 11 for Jordan Love. Uh, a very young team, a scrappy team. But I, I think the Dallas Cowboys probably pull this one off. That being said, I think seven and a half is too many points for me. I think the Packers do make it close. Mike, three is the key this weekend. Three games this weekend in Super Wild Card action have a spread of three or less. You take a look at the Monday Night Football game with the Eagles. You also take a look at the game between the Rams and Detroit. But let's focus here on the first game here on Saturday afternoon, 4.30 p.m. That's the Cleveland Browns, and that is the Houston Texans. This is a rematch, but certainly different players on the field. Most notably, C.J. Stroud will be the starting quarterback here for Houston. In their earlier matchup in Houston, he wasn't there. But Cleveland was able to get after that Houston defense. This line currently Mike minus two and a half as a favorite for the road team Cleveland Browns a total of 44 and a half what are we looking at in this game from your perspective I think the line does make sense right you have a rookie quarterback rookie head coach the Cleveland Cleveland Browns defense does get after it to your point Donnie they the, the opposite happened in that first matchup 36 points for the Cleveland Browns but I just keep coming back to, as I'm evaluating this game, the Houston Texans, one of the top teams in the league in takeaways. Flacco has been throwing interceptions since he came back, throwing interceptions at a 4% clip, which is about three times higher than the average. So he's slinging it, and it's a fun story, and everybody's backing Flacco. I just think that these turnovers could be a problem. Cleveland, one of the worst teams in the league, turning the ball over, and Houston, uh, one of the best teams in the league in takeaways so that's a minus nine Cleveland on the season in, in turnover differential whereas Houston is plus 10 I think that's a big factor and it's why I like the Texans to win it outright Joe Flacco to throw an interception in the first game of this NFL postseason on Saturday in Houston is minus 148 despite throwing for 368 and three touchdowns against this very Texans team in H-Town just a few weeks ago week number 16 he did have two INTs on that day but as we look at the other key matchups that have that flat field goal number Detroit and Philadelphia both at that flat number of three in which of those two games do you think that key number of three will be most important 
It's a good, really good question because I think it may be important in both of them. Uh, I like the Lions to be victorious here. I, I do think that still one of the issues for the Rams, they are a young team playing really well, but I think somebody like Goff and Ben Johnson doing a great job of being the architect of this offense, I think they can take advantage of a younger defensive backfield in, of Los Angeles. I, I think that's going to be a key here. I'd expect points. Uh, there, there are oftentimes in playoff games where teams are checking each other and it's not as aggressive offensively as you may see. I don't think that happens at all. Dan Campbell has shown to be one of the most aggressive coaches in the league. And I think he gets after this defensive backfield early. So I like the Lions a little bit more comfortably than Philly and Tampa. I think that three is sounds just about right. I think that's a three-point game. 51 and a half Sunday night football all of the storylines that will be featured in Detroit the Lions first home playoff game in three decades trying to win their first playoff game in 32 years since 1991's NFL season the return of Matthew Stafford the reunion of Jared Goff and Sean McVay in what appears to be just a great football game with the highest point total of the weekend 51 and a half blue before we let you go into the desert sun anything else you want to add absolutely I think you can expect that Nick Saban does end up at college game day you heard it here it's a lock do not worry about any of the other reports you see about big noon kickoff he will end up at college game day this fall doesn't mean he's replacing Corso yet but that's where he'll be I breaking news we're back on the other line next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com is it just me or is it getting really hard to figure out the best way to save for retirement fidelity can help you find clarity so you can save the best way for you with a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement your way. Get started at fidelity.com future. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day, and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. 
Let's preview tonight's Hardwood Handicaps live right here on this Thursday on the early line on SportsGrid. A marquee matchup out in the Eastern Conference between the two teams with the two best records out East. Nobody is really catching the Boston Celtics at this moment. The season overtime victory against the second best team in the NBA right now, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yesterday, Boston, Donnie, 29-8. 21 games above 500. A perfect 18-0 inside TD Garden. But tonight, second leg of a back-to-back on the road inside the Pfizer Forum against the Bucks. Milwaukee booked as a four-and-a-half point favorite. This will be just the second game this year. Boston has been booked as an underdog. They won outright in their only game as a dog. Over under 242 and a half. The Bucks have been struggling as of late. They've lost four of their last five including a 16 point defeat against the Jazz as an eight point favorite they have not covered in any of these five games on this recent skid it's gotten so bad that Giannis Antetokounmpo has called out the equipment manager in the locker room for Milwaukee what happens tonight inside the Pfizer Forum yeah, I'm going to back the Milwaukee Bucks in this game. I'll lay the minus four and a half points because, quite frankly, the Boston Celtics had a great game last night, but it did go to overtime in their own building. Now they got to catch a flight out to Milwaukee, which, again, it's not coast to coast, but also keep in mind, you have a team that's been off for a few days here in Milwaukee, something that we don't talk about a lot in the NBA as well, like we do in the NFL. Time to prepare and get ready. This is a big game for the Milwaukee Bucks, but they've also had a couple days for their coaches and also their players to get into the film room, get those tapes, get those designs and new play calls here that they can use for tonight's game. And also, Damian Lillard missed the last game, so maybe he's extra rested and motivated for this game because, quite frankly, it's been a roller coaster season for him. The one thing I do know, Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be ready for this game. So if there's a points prop that I'm looking at in totality yeah. here with a number around 244 in that range as a total, yeah, give me Giannis Antetokounmpo's points to the over in this game. And I do think the Milwaukee Bucks win just based on they're rested and ready and at home. And if they win, it's probably going to be by margin enough to cover the five points listen I keep looking at Dame Lillard to go over his three points prop three and a mm. half the over is even money right now the volume is there the results necessarily have not been but it's the second leg of a back-to-back -back. Boston has to change venue now Milwaukee has that rest advantage again they are just a four and a half point underdog the line working their way they've only been an underdog one other time this year second leg of a road back-to-back -back on December 20th in Sacramento after they lost in overtime to the Golden State Warriors the night prior in San Francisco. And Donnie, I remember breaking down that game with you at the end of December. We both said Sacramento laying a short number. They're going to win this game. Boston scored 144 and won by 25 yeah. as a four-point road underdog. Part of the reason why for that scoring output, Derek White. Now, there are points props listed for the C's at the moment. That include Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Brown had 35. Tatum had 45 last night in the victory against the Timberwolves. Kristaps Porzingis is the only other guy with a points prop for Boston. We are breaking down this game prior to 10.30 a.m. Eastern time for a tip tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time in Milwaukee. A lot can change in terms of that expected lineup for the Celtics tonight. But when that prop is listed for Derek White, I will bet 
the over. Again, it's a four-game advantage for Boston, Donnie, in the Eastern Conference, 29-8. and eight. Despite the struggles for Milwaukee, losers of four of their last five, the Bucs still have that second-best record at 25-12. and 12. There's only a 75-cent difference in the Eastern Conference odds, plus 125 for the Celtics as the favorites. The Bucs' second-best number at 2-1. to one. Philadelphia at plus 550 before we have a large drop-off to... Miami. Donnie, how close do you think the gap is between Boston and the rest of the East? I think it is close between Boston and obviously the game tonight. They're going to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. I really do. But outside of that, the Sixers will see Joel Embiid having a little bit of injury issues with his knee. We know the Miami Heat will be there standing tall at the end of the season and certainly be a tough out. But when you take a look at this graphic on the screen, you see the Celtics at a plus 125 price. And I say to myself, the Celtics are the best team in the Eastern Conference for me. I do believe they win the conference in advance into the NBA Finals. But a plus 125 price, I'm not going to take that now. There's way too many things no. can happen because hear me out on this, Ben. You say, hey, look, if you think they're going to win, Donnie, take the plus money. Well, what happens if Tatum gets injured or Brown gets injured? Not to say they will, but a plus 125 price is not a 7-1 to one price. Like, oh, you know what? I was going to take a good number here. That's basically you're getting your money back if they win a few months later down the line, and so many things can change. Now, if the Celtics continue to play great basketball, what does that flip to, Ben? A minus 125 price to win the East? So I would hold off on betting yeah. the Celtics, even though I do think that they're the class of the East. Let's just forecast this out. If Boston were to play Milwaukee in an Eastern Conference mm -hmm. Finals to cash a championship ticket, Boston would be the favorite. But what would the number be if it's 75 cents of distinction now? Yeah. Minus 122. It'd be pretty close is my point here. Is there value? Sure, it's plus money, but we're getting pretty close to even money at this moment, despite the fact I think the Celtics are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now we go late night out to Los Angeles, 10 p.m. Eastern time. A dead even pick them at this moment in Los Angeles. It's the Lakers and the Suns. Minus 108 money line for L.A., Minus 108 money line for Phoenix. Again, a lot of time until we get to tip tonight out in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. But at this moment, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, all listed in the prop compartment on the FanDuel Sportsbook, as well as Anthony Davis and LeBron James. A dead pick'em who wins in Los Angeles. Yeah, hey, look, the Lakers trying to put together a little win streak here today. The Phoenix Suns, we're Me still too. trying to figure out what they actually have on the court. You take a look at that Booker, Beal, Allen, Durant, and Nurkic. They should win this game going away, but they just haven't gelled yet on the court. Why? Because they haven't played a lot with each other. The one thing I did like out of the past game was Anthony Davis, 41 points. And you know me, Ben. I like to ride the hot hand in that environment. We're looking at a total close to 240 in this game. We're expecting points. I don't see anything less than 30-plus points out of Anthony Davis tonight giving it his all because I do think we get scoring tonight, but yeah. it is a true coin flip. You take a look at that there. Will the Lakers win? Maybe. Will Phoenix resurrect themselves? Maybe. If we were just betting this game and saying who's supposed to win, of course it's the Phoenix Suns for me with the big three in the lineup, but I can't trust them here. But I do trust Anthony Davis with a big performance tonight for the Los Angeles Lakers. The Suns were just 3-7 and seven to start off the month of December before winning their final three games in 2023 in their first of 2024. Phoenix has either lost three of their last four or won five of their last nine, depending on which side of things you think for the Suns. If they are at full health on the road in a dead pick'em game, 
This is a game Phoenix has to win. Again, a lot can change in about 12 hours until we get the tip tonight out in Los Angeles. Next game up is an early start out in Petty on the Seine River under the eyes of the Eiffel Tower. It's the Cavaliers and the Nets. Why do they give Wemby the day off and send him over with the San Antonio Spurs and their illustrious French history? Tony Parker, Boris Diaw, out to Paris. Doesn't make any sense to me. Instead, it's the Cavs and the Nets. Cleveland, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. 2 p.m. Eastern time tip here stateside out in France. Over under 224-and-a-half. What do you think the game looks like on European soil? Yeah, by the way, this used to be one of the, like, if we equate it to NFL terms, remember when we first started to go over to the UK, I was like, hey, man, just throw the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars over. They win, like, three games a year. They'll just be happy with that. It is interesting on a big stage here that you're going to send the Nets and the Cavaliers. Now, granted, it's not like sending the Pistons and the uh, Charlotte Bobcats over there at this point now, or the Hornets, whatever oh, they're Charlotte called Bobcats. at this Still time. Still a team, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Good. Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> why not? Pelicans, who cares? I mean, send them over there as well at this point. But if you're taking a look they at the are, game matchup yeah, yeah. as it is, 224 and a half low number for today's NBA numbers, but I'm going to go under specifically because these two teams aren't used to playing in this arena. They're playing at two o'clock in the afternoon over here on the East, which means like a different time difference that they're used to at this point. Too many circumstances filtering around. It's not really a handicap for me, but I'm going to take the under just because of the circumstances. I mean, I'm trying to look for the angle, right? I'm pretty sure Karis Levert still plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Today, it's not Levert, though. It's LeVay. And I think just being mm. in France, we'll try to find some props there. They don't even have his points prop listed. Both teams, not great covering numbers where they are regarded uh, re according to the spread right now. Cleveland 10-9-2 and two against the spread as a favorite. Brooklyn 10-12-1 and one against the spread as an underdog. The Knicks... Winners of five in a row. Are they trending in a true contending way in the Eastern Conference? The Knicks, a four-point road favorite tonight in Dallas against the Mavericks. I was a little bit surprised by that line, but can New York make it six straight tonight against the Mavs? Super six. They're going to get it done tonight. Why is that? Take a look at the Dallas Mavericks anticipated starting lineup tonight. Kyrie Irving, Jaden Hardy, Josh Green, Derek Jones Jr., and Dwight Powell, Luka Doncic missing from oh. that lineup. So, therefore, again, long time we have to wait here until tip-off. But I'm going to go ahead. The Knicks are playing really good and confident basketball, winning by good margin. And you're right. It's interesting to see the Knicks close to a five-point favorite on the road in Dallas. But, again, the reason being, best player is going to sit out for the Mavericks. Hot New York Knicks team. Why not the Knicks extending that win streak tonight for me, Ben? I mean, it has been a perfect five-game yeah. span with OG Ananobi in the lineup. They have won all five games. He has been featured as a member of the Knicks. He had his New York high 23 points in the most recent game. And Tom Thibodeau has to be loving what he is seeing right now. Tom Thibodeau, excuse me, for the New York Knicks. They have won their last five games. They have covered in their last five games. They have gone under in all five games. That's Tibbs basketball, baby. Oklahoma City, a 128-120 victory yesterday on the road in Miami. They were booked as the road favorite in South Beach. They covered as a four-point road favorite back home tonight, laying 13 against Portland. The Blazers have been a good cover team. I would look at the Under. Trailblazers making the trip to Oklahoma City. Now some college basketball conversation. Up next, live right here on the early line. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doors take us to summers away. Or winter adventures. And afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity Advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. What a wild time it has been in the world of college sports. It's in the last 48 hours. Joining us live right here on this Thursday on the early line from FanDuel and CBS Sports, it is John Rothstein. Four of the AP top five John Rothstein in the last 48 hours have been upset on the road by unranked opponents. I'm not sure we'll even be able to sleep in May at this rate. We definitely won't, Ben, and much like we saw last season where we had a Final Four with no one or two seeds in the final weekend of the NCAA tournament, I think there is a strong chance that history could repeat itself this year. And not only did we see four teams who were high at the polls this week lose in the past two nights, we saw four teams at the top of the polls lose in situations where the teams that they played, their opponents, were not highly ranked. But Ben, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, it's not anarchy. It's just college basketball. It certainly is. And we know it is very difficult to win on the road in conference play. That has always been the case, but it has been historic this week. For the first time ever in a 48-hour window, four of the five top teams in the country go down on the road, including last night, number three Kansas against UCF. The Knights, in one of their first few Big 12 games in program history, hand the number three team in the country a loss. KU was a seven and a half point road favorite UCF wins outright by five points John is there something you point to as to why we are seeing all of the upsets this week lack of player attention I think just has a lot to do with it in college basketball Ben we are not seeing the rhythm and the chemistry that you and I grew up with in terms of college basketball having a high level of player attention that's directly related to the transfer portal teams are not as familiar with one another as they were in years prior but with all that said we still have crazy things happening Iowa State 
which again has a terrific home court advantage in Hilton Coliseum, entered its game earlier this week against Houston with 10 of its 11 wins against quad three and four opponents. That didn't stop Iowa State from beating the Cougars and giving Houston its first loss of the season. UCF in its first season in the Big 12, went to the Octagon of Doom last Saturday and lost to Kansas State by 25. And then, a couple of days later, in its first ever home game, it was in a situation where it then returned to Orlando and beat Kansas of all teams. So there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to a lot of these results. I do think the other two winners against top five teams, Nebraska, who beat Purdue, and Mississippi State, who beat Tennessee, have the look of a team though that should be in the NCAA tournament very quietly and I know this is music to your ears a dream season is unfolding at Pinnacle Bank Arena Nebraska has already beaten Michigan State and Purdue at home Nebraska has also beaten Kansas State on the road a win that will travel all the way to selection Sunday the Huskers again had their best start under Fred Hoiberg they're trending towards being an NCAA tournament team and I also think that Mississippi State now that it has Tolu Smith back from a foot injury isn't just a team that can make the NCAA tournament Mississippi State is a team that could be like a root canal without the Novocaine for a higher seeded team in the round of 32 I look at Mississippi State and I see a team that if it is in an 8-9 game or a 7-10 game that's the type of team that could wind up in the Sweet 16 and beat a higher seeded team I also want to also give more credit to Iowa State with the Cyclones opportunities that they'll have in the Big 12. You can see what Hilton Coliseum will be as a weapon. I also expect them to be in the NCAA tournament. But Ben, you know as well as I do, this is only January. John, times are changing in college basketball and certainly the odds market on the move as well. Some recent upsets here. We take a look at some of the favorites on the board. Purdue now sits at an 8-1 to price to win the national championship. Houston had an 11-1 to price and Kansas at a 25-1. to Teams learning new opponents in different conferences and how they play out. How do you view those three teams here on their march to madness here? I wouldn't pick any of those three teams to win the national championship if I had to fill out a bracket if today was Selection Sunday. And the team right now that needs to be viewed as the team with the highest ceiling in the sport is Connecticut. Connecticut is 4-0 without Donovan Klingon. Connecticut is in a situation right now where it is learning to develop its bench without its All-American big man. Since Donovan Klingon has went out of the lineup, you've seen five-star freshman Steph Castle look the part. You have seen Hassan Diara be in a situation where he is giving UConn more burst and more offensive production off the bench. And you've also seen Dan Hurley be in a situation where he has showed comfort in going to an inverted offensive lineup, either with Alex Caravan as a stretch five man, or as he did last night against Xavier with a five guard look. And here's something that we have to hit home right now. All of the top teams are playing to be in the best, possible position on selection Sunday UConn has more on the table because if UConn is the number one seed in the East this year it will play after multiple games in the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden which is a pseudo home court for the Huskies as we've seen in past years UConn then in the NCAA tournament 
would play first and second round games at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn and then regional games in the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight in Boston. That means UConn, after concluding the regular season, would not potentially have to get on a plane until the Final Four, and the Huskies, after concluding the regular season, could play essentially home games until they go to Arizona for a chance to repeat as national champions. UConn looking around at all the other top five teams that lost in the last 48 hours and saying what's so difficult about playing an unranked foe on the road in conference action going into Cincinnati last night against Xavier and winning by five covering as a four and a half point road favorite other impressive road wins yesterday UNC against NC State in Raleigh Wisconsin it's second road win in Big Ten play winning by 11 in Columbus covering as a two and a half point underdog outright John another win yesterday although not easy by any means for Penny Hardaway's Memphis Tigers they do win by six in overtime booked as a double digit favorite 107 101 against UTSA a high scoring affair in an extra session Memphis though off to a very strong start this season John when you evaluate Penny Hardaway's crew in Tennessee what's the best thing the Tigers do well, you know, Memphis is in a situation right now where they have great experience. They can obviously play big and small, but their ability to play small is inhibited a little bit by losing Caleb Mills for the season due to a knee injury. That was quietly a bit of a blow to Memphis's rotation. But I think the biggest opponent right now, guys, for Memphis moving forward till Selection Sunday is human nature. Memphis and Penny Hardaway, to his credit, loaded up that non-conference schedule with marquee opportunities, and the Tigers answered the bell in November and December. But now you're in a situation where unless you play Florida Atlantic in American Conference play, every other game that you play won't just not really equal a good win, but if you fall short, it will equal a bad loss. So this is similar to the dynamic that John Calipari had when he was the head coach at Memphis, when he had those great teams, obviously, with Derrick Rose and Tyreek Evans and all those guys. Winning the AAC this year, Memphis and Florida Atlantic, the two top dogs in that conference at plus 105 and plus 135. But, John, also, you can't leave out the boys on North Broad. Adam Fisher's Temple Owls, 150 to 1. Can they actually <laughs> win this conference? I need some help here. <laughs> well, look, I could do a whole show with you guys about what's went wrong with Temple's basketball program. And that isn't to slight Adam Fisher, who's a really good young coach and a terrific guy. But, you know, Temple made a choice a long time ago to obviously invest in its football program and hope to build that up. And that has really inhibited the front porch of the university, which has been the basketball program. And there were a lot of Temple fans that I think took Fran Dunphy for granted for years. But Fran Dunphy's last season at Temple, Temple was in the NCAA tournament, lost to Dylan Windler and Belmont in the first four. I can't tell mm. you how far away Temple is from the first four right now. And I've said mm. it before, and I'll say it again. Temple doesn't have the brand that UConn has, obviously, in basketball, but Temple should take a page out of UConn's book and prioritize its basketball program as the front porch of the university, or else it's just going to really kind of stay where it is right now, which is in complete irrelevancy. It seems like a two-team race in the American. Plus 105, yeah. the Tigers, the favorites, the Owls of FAU after the magical Final Four run at plus 135. And when we look at Florida Atlantic this year under Dusty May, they have wins over Arizona, 
Texas A&M, Virginia Tech, but losses to Bryant, Florida Gulf Coast, in Charlotte as recently as this past Saturday. FAU on the road tonight, John, as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in the Big Easy against Tulane. What do you make of this FAU team this season? Well, this is another tricky game tonight, Ben, for FAU against Ron Hunter's club. Kevin Cross obviously having a terrific season for Tulane. And Ron Hunter, somebody who, again, got a contract extension in the offseason, has slowly been building this Tulane program, just as he did at other stops like Georgia State and IUPUI. But, you know, Florida Atlantic right now for the first time is not only having to deal with being the hunted, but it's also having to deal playing in a better conference with all due respect to the league that Florida Atlantic played in this year last year it is playing against the higher level of competition and it's not just Memphis you would reference the loss to Charlotte we're going to see the Owls tested and guys it's not to the degree I think that you know you're going to see if they took bad losses in Conference USA from a statistical perspective we're not there yet in terms of the ancillary teams in this conference but Florida Atlantic answered the bell in November and December by beating Butler, A&M, Virginia Tech, Arizona. But the more losses it takes, like it did against Charlotte, Florida Gulf Coast, Bryant, that will inhibit the type of NCAA tournament seed that this team can gain Mm. on Selection Sunday. Taking a look in the Big Ten here, Michigan State going to take on the Illinois Fighting Illini. In this game, 2-1 and one in the Big Ten, Illinois is a top-ten program. Michigan State and Tom Mizzo with a loss here, John, could fall to 1-4. and four. What do you see tonight, Michigan State and Illinois? It's the game of the night of in college basketball. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, the one thing that I've really seen for Illinois the last three games since Terran Shannon Jr. was suspended indefinitely on rape charges was Marcus Domas has emerged as Illinois' go-to player. And Illinois does not have what have what it or has what it have. Was it what, what do you say, Ben? Illinois Illinois didn't have doesn't have what it had with Terrence Shannon Jr. It's a tongue there twister it right there. I don't speak for a living. <laughs> but it has enough to remain at the top tier of the Big Ten with Marcus Domas being a go-to player. And, I, guys, I, I don't want to really get on Ben's bad side here, but Whoa. when you look at the state of the Big Ten right now, we have to look at this league and the history of the league. In the last three seasons, this conference has had a combined 26 NCAA tournament bids and a minimum of eight teams in the NCAA tournament per season, I would be very, very surprised if the Big Ten has more than seven teams in the bracket on Selection Sunday. I for a long time thought that, you know, it was going to be Purdue and everybody else, but Wisconsin is showing this is not a coronation for the Boilers. The two other teams I would probably forecast in the Big Ten's top four, Michigan State and Illinois, going head-to-head tonight in Champaign. Listen, if this week has been any indication, the madness does not wait until March. Although, this is only January. John Rothstein, thank you very much. A best bet up next on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doors take us to summers away. Or winter adventures. 
and afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Closing out our three hours together here on what has been a hectic but significant day on this Thursday on the early line on Sports Grid. I'm Ben Stevens. He's Donnie Wright's side, and the Sports Grid app never leaves your side. As long as you download it, we're scanning the QR code on your screen, available for download at both the Apple and the Play Store. Included in the Spiz Grizz app is five star plays. Those are known as best bets, and so are these. Before we say farewell on this Thursday, before we say goodbye, it is time for Bye Bye Bye. Thursday night, no football, but still Thursday night. What is Donnie Wrightside's best bet? Yeah, we're going to go out to the West Coast here. Talked about the game earlier. It's the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. Taking a look at the player points and at a premium tonight could be. I'm going to take Anthony Davis over 28 and a half points scored tonight. Fresh mm. off his 41 point output. He's going to play at least 35 plus minutes. If he plays well, the Lakers have a legitimate chance to win. This total up around 240. I'll take Anthony Davis, as I told you, to get into the 30s. But in this one, we only need 28 and a half. So 29 will get the job done tonight. Anthony Davis to the over. Donnie, I wanted the best bet to be Derek White. The over of his points prompts Boston on a mm. second leg of a back-to-back but yeah. changing venue from Beantown out to Milwaukee, Wisconsin tonight to take on the Bucks. The Celtics booked as a dog for just the second time this year, getting four and a half points from Milwaukee. But his number's not out yet. So who can I be sitting here giving out a best bet and give you a figurative number? If it's in the high teens, take the over. Only time Boston's been a dog this year, he scored 28 points because Jason Tatum was not in the lineup or Jalen Brown, one of the two. So let me give you an actual bet that has a number associated with it. This is crazy. This is crazy, man. This is honestly lunatic of me to do. A Big Ten road team to beat a ranked mm. opponent on its own home floor has to happen tonight for Michigan State. Sparty. Plus 125, getting two and a half tonight in the State Farm Center. What'd you say? Maybe we'll have a poll tomorrow. If Izzo gets fired, how crazy would that be, Ben? (laughs) We're back tomorrow, Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern. The path to retirement is different for everyone. And as life changes, so do priorities. Fidelity can help you get where you want to go. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement, whether you're saving for it or already living in it. Get started at fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC.
Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day, and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.